is Find Your Dream Job, the podcast that helps you get hired, have the career you want, and make a difference in life. I'm your host, Mac Pritchard. I'm also the founder of MaxList. It's a job board in the Pacific Northwest that helps you find a fulfilling career. Every Wednesday, I talk to a different expert about the tools you need to get the work you want. Find Your Dream Job is brought to you by Top Resume. Top Resume has helped more than 400,000 professionals land more interviews and get hired faster. Get a free review of your resume today. Go to maxlist.org slash topresume. Many job seekers send resumes to as many employers as possible. But today's guest says you'll get much better results by focusing on the jobs that you really want. Serena Chan is here to talk about why you need to stop applying everywhere and what to do instead. Serena is a recruiter with Cambia Health Solutions. It's a nonprofit healthcare company, and she joins us from Seattle, Washington. Well, let's jump right into it, Serena. I, I've talked to candidates, and I bet you have too, who think job search is a numbers game. And this theory goes like this. If you send your resume out as widely as possible, eventually you'll get interviews and offers. Why isn't this a good strategy, Serena? It's not a good strategy because it looks like you don't know what you really want uh, in a position or in terms of your career path. If you're just sending your resumes out for every single position that you see uh, and apply for, um, for me as a recruiter, when I'm looking at this, uh, especially here uh, at the company I'm at, and I, I can tell if you've applied for more than one, that's what I'll be questioning is, well, what are you really looking for in that next opportunity? And how, how can you tell, are, are you talking about people who've applied for more than one job in your organization? Or can you also tell if someone is sending their resume out to many different organizations? So I can tell if someone has applied for more than one position at the organization I'm uh, I, I'm at, um, I would not be able to tell if someone has sent their resumes on to other companies there. But if you see something like this, it's probably <laughs> a given that they're probably doing that uh, with other companies too. And if you're eager to work at an organization like yours, Shouldn't you be open to any uh, opportunities that might be there and apply for as many jobs as possible? Not necessarily, because if you don't have the qualifications and skill sets for a particular position, but you're just submitting your resume for it, again, as a recruiter, if I'm looking at someone's resume and I don't see where anything matches and it just seems like they're just submitting the resume for any position, uh, then I'm going to question how serious are they in uh, wanting to come and work for us? And what, say there are five positions open at your organization and an applicant might be qualified for one, but they apply for the other four, how will that affect their prospects for the position for which they do qualify? In that scenario, I will be looking at what other positions did they apply for and to see if they're similar 
positions uh, or if they're entirely different positions. Uh, it doesn't necessarily disqualify them. Uh, there are more than one recruiter uh, here at Cambia and uh, it, it could be other recruiters who are looking at their resumes too. Uh, and if they do uh, match the qualifications and skill sets that they're looking for in that particular position, then uh, I, I think the chances are uh, they can get sent on to uh, the manager for review. But if they're applying for just anything and they're not even uh, meeting you know, the minimum qualifications, then most likely they're not going to be sent on for review. Why do you think people do this, Serena? I think probably part of this is if they are looking for a job or any job and they feel like the more they do this, uh, as you've mentioned earlier uh, in, in the call here, where they think if they just send it all out at some point, someone will contact them. Um, and I, I just don't think that's a good idea to do it this way. Uh, you should really be applying for something that you're truly interested in and that you feel like you do meet the qualifications and skill sets for it. Tell us more about why you don't think it's a good idea. It's almost like where you're just doing this without being really serious about finding that right position. Uh, and, and depending on what your career path is, uh, too, um, I've spoken with candidates where they may want to go into a different industry uh, and, and go on a different career path because uh, they've done all they could in the current one that they're in. And so maybe they want to change and that's fine. Um, and so if that's the case, then you should be including a cover letter. And that way we're not just looking at the resumes where this candidate doesn't look like they're qualified. Why did they apply for this position? But if you include a cover letter, then it can make a little bit more sense um, if you state your interest in the position and where there could be relevant experience or skill sets or, or why you want to make that change. That will help us out when we're looking and uh, screening resumes for the position. What would you say to somebody who is who thinks, well, doesn't sending out a large number of applications or applying for multiple positions at a single organization, doesn't that show that I'm eager to work and doesn't, isn't that what matters to employers? Yes, it, it does matter. Uh, but again, uh, it, it, it shows that you don't know what you're looking for if you are just sending your resume for every single position, regardless. Um, it, it's, it tells me Okay, you're, you're looking for a position, but are you going to be happy in uh, in what position? Though I, I don't, I, I won't be able to tell when you do something like this. Well, if applying for every available job isn't a good idea, Serena, what's the better approach? So the better approach would be where if you're on the company's website, um, what you should do is look at the information about the company to get to know the company a, a little bit more. And if this is a company that you want to work for, then look at what job opportunities uh, the company will have. Uh, and then from there, look at 
those opportunities and see if there are positions that you are interested in and you feel you are qualified for and would like to work in that particular position. That's when you should be submitting your resume and filling out the application for it. Um, include a cover letter if you want to, um, especially if it's not going to be clear uh, where you do meet those qualifications for that particular position. But that's what you should do. You mentioned including a cover letter and talking about why you're interested in a position. What other steps do you recommend, Serena, to whether it's in the application, a resume, or other materials to, to indicate that interest? What, what, do you, what is persuasive to you as a recruiter? Sure. And I can actually give you a few examples here. Um, so I uh, recruit for actuarial positions. And usually as an actuary, uh, they have to take these exams and uh, it, it's a it's a commitment <laughs> to being an actuary and to go through these different uh, exams. Um, what I would look for is when I'm screening resumes uh, would be on there, whether they have taken at least one exam or not, because that's what the manager will be interested in. Um, because if we're hiring someone into this position, they have to show they can study for these exams, take these exams and pass them because it's on the exam track. And so if you can show on your resume that you've taken a couple, that's wonderful, besides having maybe uh, for entry-level actuaries um, to show some internships in actuarial, or again, if uh, they are currently employed, that uh, they have some relevance from their work history to show that they could become a, a good actuary. Um, and then if they haven't taken any of the exams, that's where the cover letter will be nice, where they can kind of indicate why they want to go into this type of position. Uh, and maybe they've scheduled an exam, but they haven't taken it yet. Uh, and so if they don't put down on a resume, we're not going to know. Um, so something like that. Um, another example would be strategic communications. Um, I hire for that uh, department. And Usually for positions in that department, you need to be able to write uh, really well. Uh, and I have a manager who wanted a cover letter and uh, that would determine whether somebody would move on in the process or not. Because if that cover letter is not well written, there are typos or grammatical errors, most likely they're not moving on there. Uh, and so, um, you know, just a couple of examples to provide. I, I love those examples. I want to dig into both of them, um, but let's take a break and stay with us. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Serena Chan about why you need to stop applying everywhere. Does your resume show what you offer employers? Ask an expert. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. A professional writer will review your resume for free. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. You can use what you learn to fix your resume on your own, or you can hire top resume to redo your resume for you. Go to maxlist.org slash top resume. Now, let's get back to the show. We're 
We're back in the Maxless studio. I'm talking with Serena Chan. She's a recruiter with Cambia Health Solutions. It's a nonprofit healthcare company. And Serena joins us from Seattle, Washington. Now, Serena, before the break, you were giving examples of what recruiters and hiring managers look for in applications. And I I love the specific uh, detail you you provided. Uh, one thing that struck me, you were you talked about actuaries and and the the value of having taken a certain exam, how, how much that mattered to the hiring manager you were working with. Do you have suggestions for uh, about how listeners can find out that information? It, it might not have appeared on the job posting, for example. Usually with the job postings that we have for actuaries, uh, it will state on there uh, that they would need to be on the exam track. Now, we also have positions where they don't have to be on the exam track, but uh, it, it will tell you. It may not list specific exams on there, but there's credentialing, too, if somebody does want to be an actuary. And then um, and, and there is a way to find out. They could probably go on to uh, the Actuarial Association. I, I don't remember the exact name of it, but um, but again, whenever we have candidates applying for this position, they're pretty much already committed to uh, wanting to become an actuary and have already listed everything uh, on there um, because they they know um, this is the type of position that they want um, and. There could be positions where you don't have to be on the exam track, and and that would be listed on the job posting uh, too. Do you recommend candidates uh, reach out to hiring managers or recruiters to find out more about what might matter in the selection process? We're always happy to hear from candidates, and they can certainly do that uh, where they can send out an email uh, to our company. I, I think there's a specific email address that they can do that. Uh, we have an inbox where we actually have someone uh, that does look at that and then respond to these emails. And, uh, and, and I've spoken with other candidates where uh, they found me on LinkedIn and wanted to know more about specific positions. And I'm always happy to speak with them about it. I'm pleased to hear that because I think many candidates worry that they might jeopardize their chances by reaching out to a recruiter or hiring manager. But has that been your experience, Serena? Not necessarily, though. I, I think um, it may be better to reach out to the recruiter versus the hiring manager. If they do find out who the hiring manager is and send an email out, the hiring manager is probably going, going to just forward them on to the recruiter. So we would be the ones that they end up speaking with anyways. Uh, so it's probably better to uh, just reach out to the recruiters if they have any questions about any of the opportunities on the website. One of the points you made that came through uh, loud and clear is to be clear about what you want in your next job and, again, not apply everywhere. What advice do you have for a listener who might be struggling with getting that clarity, uh, getting clear about what they want to do next? I think, again, what they'll probably want to do is really think carefully on that next step uh, in terms of what they want to do by really doing a lot of research. Um, they're going to have to kind of look at the different industries that are out there and uh, researching the companies um, 
for us, uh, we have a lot of information online about our company, what we do, the awards that we have, our leadership team, um, and and just kind of see really what, what does the company do? What, what do they stand for? Um, and if it sounds like uh, this is a company they want to work for, then please apply <laughs> for opportunities uh, that that company uh, will have. But a lot of it is probably going to have to be kind of on them to really do that research and uh, look at some of the different uh, resources that could be out there. You know, they can Google and <laughs> Google all that and, and look up some of that information. When you get applications from candidates who are clear about what they want to do next, what, what makes them stand out, Serena? For me, uh, when I'm screening resumes, I am going to be looking for some specifics. Um, and, and that's because I will know what the manager is looking for. So I'm going to be looking at all of that. Ideally, of course, that they would uh, meet uh, the qualifications that are uh, in the job posting, the minimum requirements, um, that type of thing. And, uh, and then I'll send them on. I can also be looking for some intangibles, which sometimes with resumes, you may not be able to tell. Uh, and that's where if, if there's going to be something that will catch my eye on that resume, I, I'm probably going to reach out to the candidate and then we can schedule some time uh, to discuss some more, and then I'm going to be asking some further questions at that point. Can you share an example of something that has caught your eye in a resume and inspired you to reach out by email or phone and talk to that candidate? So I have an underwriter position, and this candidate uh, was in an entirely different location. Um, And in working with a manager where it was supposed to be for a specific location, but knowing that the manager has staff in some of our other offices in some of the different states, and I saw where the candidate was, um, I wanted to see uh, from the manager, at least, uh, whether the position can be in one of the other offices. And if that's the case, then uh, I'm going to reach out to this candidate uh, and see if potentially uh, they may be interested in the position and we can maybe keep it in that uh, location where the candidate is at. There was some experience on uh, this candidate's resume where it may not necessarily be exactly the type of experience I was looking for, but uh, it was in a a different industry, but the skill sets were transferable. And so that caught my eye and I wanted to be able to consider this candidate for the position. And so um, it worked out. Um, I uh, did speak with the hiring manager and it was fine for that position to be in that particular location. And I reached out to the candidate and we had a conversation and we were able to schedule the candidate for an interview. That's a great example. I, I'm curious, are there other cases of steps that candidates have taken that have signaled to you that uh, this is an interesting person, something they said or did in their application materials that, that caught your eye and and inspired you to to reach out to them? (laughs) It was really interesting. There was another candidate who included a cover letter and actually had written down a little bit about their life story, which normally um, you you kind of want to look more at someone's experience 
uh, and, and the qualifications, but there was just something about that life story that kind of resonated with me. And that really caught my eye. And then I kind of took a, another look at the resume and uh, went ahead and, and decided to kind of send them on because there was something there where it, it could work <laughs> in terms of this particular position. Um, because you also want to look at, you know, is somebody going to work well within the team too? Um, and, and there was just something there, you know, from that cover letter and from that person's life story. That just kind of resonated with me. I wonder how often do people share those kinds of personal details in their cover letter? And because it sounds like it might be an effective approach, a way of standing out. Yeah, it's not that often they do that. And so that particular candidate was certainly very creative in, uh, in doing so. Um, and, and I think sometimes too, if somebody wants to go into an entirely different industry and wanting to go into a particular position, uh, then they should try to see if they can maybe take some courses, uh, at school, you know, maybe go back to school and take some courses to try to get that skill set so they can be a more competitive candidate. Because with each position that we have, sometimes we get a really uh, large pool of candidates and it can be so competitive. And so that could maybe help them a, a little bit if, if indeed they are looking for uh, something where it's entirely out of um, the, the realm where they haven't had that experience uh, in that type of position. And if they truly want to make a change, then that's what they should do is to try to either look at maybe taking some classes or courses on that or uh, just developing their, their skills so that they can be more competitive. Well, Serena, it's been a great conversation. Uh, now tell us what's next for you. Well, uh, so right now, uh, we're definitely hiring and we would be happy <laughs> to have candidates and your listeners apply uh, for our job opportunities. Um, so they're, they're listed out on the corporate website uh, and uh, they're welcome to also look me up on LinkedIn if they want to connect and have a conversation with me. I'll, I'll be happy to speak with them too. Um, Cambia is uh, a, a company where we have a portfolio of other smaller companies. Uh, Regions is one of our companies where they offer uh, health insurance plans, but the other companies are more uh, innovative and creative as they look at healthcare needs um, for, uh, for people uh, who may have kind of different ideas about what uh, their needs may be. Uh, and so more information about us online, uh, which I hope uh, they will go out there and uh, do a little bit more research on our company. Listeners can learn more about uh, Cambia and the job opportunities that you offer by visiting cambiahealth.com slash careers. And I appreciate your offer to connect with listeners on LinkedIn, and I hope that they'll mention uh, when they reach out to you that they heard you on the show. Now, Serena, given all the great advice you've shared today, what's the one thing you want a listener to remember about why you need to stop applying everywhere and what you should do instead? And so the one thing that I would like them to take away from this is do your research on the companies and making sure that that is indeed uh, where you want to work at. Uh, and it's something that you can believe in their mission 
and the values that they have and apply for the positions that really interest you, that you think you'll be happy in. Um, because we're at our jobs uh, Mondays through Fridays, 40 hours per week, maybe even longer than 40 hours per week. And we spend a lot of time here. So we should really <laughs> be uh, happy doing what we're doing in our jobs. Make sure you never miss an episode of Find Your Dream Job. Subscribe to our free podcast newsletter. You'll get information about our guests and transcripts of every show. Go to maxlist.org slash show notes. Again, that's maxlist.org slash show notes. Next week, our guest will be Kamara Tofolo. She's a resume writer, LinkedIn consultant, and job search strategist. Camaro was also recognized as a LinkedIn top voice in 2020. Not every job search tip you get is a good one. But how do you decide what advice to follow and what to disregard? Join us next week when Camaro Tofolo and I talk about job search advice you need to ignore. Until next time, thanks for letting us help you find your dream job. <music>